1: Welcome. You're listening to Say Yes to Spirit. My name is Tracy. Leslie will be joining us in just a few minutes. So glad that you have um, decided to say yes to spirit today. And every week we have a theme. Today our theme is change. Now it's not the first time that we have ever talked about this theme, but we haven't focused on change for a while and since the world is always changing, we <laughs> thought that maybe it would be a good time to focus on change. Plus, in recent weeks, the the concept of change keeps coming up, and we've been talking about things that relate to the book, The Art of Uncertainty, How to Live in the Mystery of Life and Love It by Dennis Merritt Jones. So today we'll be focusing on
0: Change. Maybe we'll change what we said about change. That that. is possible. (laughs) Of course, we
1: would have to go back and listen (laughs) to the previous show from two years ago or however long ago, two or three years ago, to see what we said then. And I'm not signing up for that. We evolved beyond our... Yeah. In my Facebook post, uh, today was... Today... is here it's not yesterday, it's not tomorrow, be here now. Ah. So no I'm not signing up to go back and go listen back to whatever you. we said there before. You go. I got you. So before we jump into this concept or this idea or this topic of change, let's uh connect the dots
0: with <laughs> wow, this is probably the easiest one for the past Oh, let's set it up like, like it's gonna be easy and now it's all I'm anxious about it now. Getting, I don't think getting, so. Getting unstuck, right?
1: Our most recent topic was getting
0: unstuck,
1: and uh, today's topic has changed. And uh, if this is your first time listening to us, Leslie is addicted to the idea. <laughs> and of all things,
0: I could be addic- Of all the things I am addicted to, this would be the, one of the healthier ones. Exactly. I think. Exactly, connecting the dots between the, the two shows. You know, I think uh, you're right, there's a logical thing of, you know, to get unstuck would indicate that there would be change in that. I would have to shift from where I am to something different. But I'm fascinated by the concept of how comfortable I can get in completely dysfunctional situations because of the fear, which was topic before last We see this is really a PhD connected off because of the fear of change. So I will very... Um, sort of both feet in, choose not to change, so that I am choosing really ultimately to stay stuck. And that's a hard truth to say out loud. And all the words choose, I hate that. I want to think it's something outside of me forcing me. But, yes, I would be choosing to stay stuck when I choose not to change. Period. Well, there was no
1: assignment that you uh, had to, like, tell your personal story.
0: (laughs) That's all I got, though. See, I'm so engaged by my own personal story. I think everyone should be entertained by it. So that's a fabulous Connect the Dots, and
1: I will take a little one-minute break, and we will be back after that to talk about change on Say Yes to Spirit. Our theme today is change. So during that little break,
0: during that little break,
1: speaking of change, I made a comment that my throat's feeling a little like cloudy or congested, and um, and I've been feeling really tired the last three days. Where I mean, to the point where I just have to lay down wow. and um you know a long list of things to do, and it's just like, oh yeah, is it maybe this has something to do with the seasons changing because we are re- recording this at near a time of a season change, and um, mm, very good, and it's like, oh, the seasons are changing, we're talking about change. Life changes. There are cycles. And, you know, often in prayer, I actually will start just grounding myself in, you know, breathing in, breathing out. It's a cycle of in and mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And that's a change. We take stuff in, we let stuff out. and Or seasons mm-hmm. changing. Mm-hmm. Or the cycle of the day moving from, you know, sunrise to sunset. Everything is in a cycle of change. So what is it about us and our humanity and our human brain that thinks, oh, we've done that once and now it should always be that way? It's insane. It's comfort.
0: <laughs> <laughs> insane comfort. It's same same difference. difference. Same difference. You know, I was um, telling somebody the other day that my favorite time of year is when the seasons are changing doesn't matter what the change is. But the season changing seems to invite a certain connection to spirit in a really deep way for me, always. And I am brought back. I don't know where I heard this story, but I I believe it to be true and it acts as a nice metaphor, so I'm sticking with that. But uh, the way that they make gold, they take that ore that you would never know was gold inside, and they put it in a crucible, is that the right word? I don't know. Fiery, <laughs> a fiery something, uh, oven-like thing, and they uh, have it in there, burning it up until the moment before it becomes liquid. The gold is the purest the moment it before it turns into liquid. And so the idea of a gold maker, they have to know that moment before it becomes liquid to pull it out. And the seasons changing has always reminded me just it seems like the day I think I can't in Texas I can't stand one more hot day I will simply implode it will just be the the death of me if I have to have one more hot day then I'll feel that shift in the wind or the sense of coolness in the mornings and the same thing on the other end of winter when I think I will just simply curl in my bed and cry if it's cold, one more day, and then I'll get a sense of warmth. And it's almost like there's some sort of reassurance there that that the change ultimately will happen at just <clears throat> the exact moment that I, that I need it. Now, I would imagine the idea would not have to be to wait to the moment before I turn to liquid, perhaps, in my <laughs> other life and then the season's changing, but to give myself something, you know, whatever whatever it is that I need to give myself, is it courage, is it faith, is it something um whatever it is is keeping me stuck in fear of change. How do I get out of that to 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 make my own individual change day to day moment to moment? But I do uh I do have a philosophical belief that you know that I won't turn to liquid. That something, the divine, something, I call something will will take action for me, but wouldn't it be nice if I could create some sort of pattern where I embrace change? So let's
1: stay with that imagery for a minute. There you go. Because what strikes me is we have the opportunity to change and we get the signal yes. to change... Um, And the season has changed, right? And so from our previous topic about getting unstuck, we get stuck, as you said, because of our previous to that topic, we're afraid. We're afraid Mm -hmm. of the unknown. So we stay doing what we've been doing the way we've been doing it. And it is like we were the... Or that stayed in too long and become liquid because right. things start falling apart, <laughs> right? Things things don't work. Yeah, right. Um, our purpose becomes unclear or further away, and it's because we stayed in the oven too long. Yes. We didn't step up to what we knew or at least had signals Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that it is time for you to change. It's time for you to change jobs. Mm -hmm. It's time for you to get out of that relationship. Mm -hmm. It's time for you to take that class. Mm -hmm. It's time for you to volunteer. I mean, all all kinds of things, we have opportunities to to step into the change Mm -hmm. at the right time for us.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And when we don't do that, Mm it's like the fire seems hotter and hotter and hotter. Right. And we melt in our anxiety. <laughs> right. And or we melt into our anxiety and our fear and our complaining
0: and our griping and um yeah. And it and it is fascinating for me to watch myself blame other things why I can't change. That's yeah, too easy, isn't it? But it, it is it's pretty, pretty normal. <laughs> I'm so pleased to hear that I am normal. That makes me feel so much better. But uh, it, it is a... Um, it, it, it is... And regardless of how many times when I make the little tiny step and the magical, mystical things that happen around that, I seem to lose the memory of that or seem to lose the ability to to hook into that when i'm in that fear state so it is fascinating to watch how i can come up with um so many sort of defenses before the fact yeah like i'll kind of plant the seeds for why i can't change so that other people won't be you know expecting me to change and can understand that i'm doing the very best i can and oh my gosh you know look at how hard i'm trying I said this morning to a a person that, you know, that word trying is not even really a word. We shouldn't even allow it. You know, I'm either pregnant or I'm not pregnant, but I'm not trying. It's just such a strange word. So, but, you know, the ways I can justify not changing. Oh, yeah. And the reasons I can use for why I simply can't change. uh, I'm very creative. Very creative. And, And think of the energy. I often think about that, you know, the energy and the creativity that I that I use to justify my stance to go backwards right, to, to, to explain what's happening in ways that other people won't feel, you know, like I'm not changing for not oh, yes, a reason. Because I have to make sure that
1: other people know That's that right. I am.
0: That's it. I am just by God. You know, it's amazing that I can stand up and be closed because of all the things going on in my life. You can't expect me to change. You can't expect me to be happy. You can't expect me to move forward. You know, recently
1: at the Center for Spiritual Living Dallas, which we refer to frequently, um, there was a ritual. Um, and the the ritual was focused on peace, but it could have been focused on anything, you know, any individual theme. Like we pick a theme every week for the radio show. Um, in this particular case, it was focused on peace. But the process that was used in the ritual was to physically move through Mm. the four kingdoms of consciousness. Oh,
0: I love the four kingdoms of consciousness. I do, too. And And tell us what they are, Tracy. And so when... Wait a minute.
1: You're the one who loves talking about this. Um, I do. um, But your comments just now about, you know, we spend a lot of energy telling making sure that people know we're trying really hard, or justifying to ourselves why we can't or won't move right. forward. And so, of course, that made me think of, yeah, we become the victims. Yeah, victim yeah. to other people's words and actions, victim to what we believe about the world, victim right. to all these external sources of control or pain or limitation. And that's living in the first kingdom, that life is done to me mm-hmm. yeah. i'm the victim i am at um i am not at choice i'm at reaction okay. i'm in reaction to everything around me and um and so the activity in that rit- in that kingdom during the ritual was really you just went around and and basically told people you changed partners several times mm-hmm. and gave them an example
0: of where you were a victim? Of, of I would have done no. that game so well. <laughs> right? But, you know. I'll <laughs> oh. play that now. I can do that. Wait. You know, I know.
1: And that idea of saying what you say to yourself <laughs> or others, uh-huh. you know, when you're in Kingdom One consciousness. That keep that basically keeps you stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't inspire you to act because you don't have to because you have the rationale right. of why. you Obviously, alive. I cannot take action. I cannot take. Right. Good God, this aren't is, you listening? Exactly.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And so it's funny because of course you you didn't have to tell the same story to each person. Mm-hmm. But most people did because, you know, you're in the ritual. You, you're not prepared. You're doing this off the cuff. Mm-hmm. And then it's like introduce yourself to the next person, is, you know, introduce yourself to the next person using an example. And, yeah, by the time you say it about the, you know, the third time.
0: It's embarrassing. Well, you go. <laughs> it's
1: like, uh Wait, not, yeah, not so much. It becomes funny. Yeah. Because you're like, that's so stupid. That's a.
0: Why, why am
1: I believing that? Uh-huh. I can do something about that. Uh-huh. I, I don't even if it's just I can't change the external, mm-hmm. but I can change my response right. to it. Right. I can change the story I make up about it. Right. So that you know, they're just doing what they're doing, and I observe it, mm-hmm. but it
0: doesn't define me
1: or what I can do or want to do or will
0: do? But my response is, you know, it's interesting. I do some work at the Dallas County Women's Jail, and last uh, Friday uh, they had a what they call a shakedown, which is when a massive army of officers come into the pod where 64 women live with no walls and no doors, and they go through, you know, every inch of their little five-foot by two-foot bunk area. And they throw away things that the women might have accumulated like, oh, I don't know, tissue that they use as earplugs. You know, that's contraband. So, or um, maybe they tore a book, a page out of a book that they read that they were using as inspiration and they had it tucked underneath their pillow and so that's contraband, they throw that away. So it's, it's a very humiliating and by design, you know, it's meant to have the women understand you are not in control of anything in your life here and it's um and the precious little tiny thing maybe your child somehow got a picture in that had a piece of tape or something on it and then they'll take a the picture of your child and uh, you know tear it up or crumple it up there in front of you cuz it's got that little piece of tape on it which would be known as contraband so so the women when we got there to do the class were just despondent you know anywhere from despondent to, to enraged. enraged exactly right and so to try to speak to 62 women about the concept of that is an external event and how you respond and what you do with the rest of your day is your choice, right?
1: That's a rough. Yeah. That's
0: a rough, that's a rough conversation, isn't it? And it was interesting to watch as I talked about that and and acknowledged how boy that's, you know, a, a very difficult thing to have gone through. Yet we're still accountable for how we respond. We're accountable if we, you know, cuss the guards out and end up getting rolled off the pod. We're accountable if we end up, you know, throwing my milk on somebody else at lunch because I'm so mad, or I go to bed for three days and I don't get up and do my homework. So all of the ripple effect of my response is what creates the reality of that event. The event is, you know, two hours and it's done, and. <laughs> I can have my feelings about that event. Yep. But the the action that I take, how long I allow my reaction to, to last, then becomes about me. It becomes, you know, my choice. And if I'm really into the concept of, you know, embracing change, well, you know, now my physical surroundings have changed. You know, I don't have those things that I had. And how can I go about accepting what is. And and I wonder if the concept of change kind of dovetails acceptance on some level because until I accept what is, I don't have the energy to change. And so, you know, I saw many of them staying in that resistance to to the shakedown. I mean, it's over, and they're still wanting to go back and explain why they should have had that or been able to keep that picture. Well, that picture is thrown away. That picture is never coming back. So... Just engaging in that conversation or trying to you know elicit that emotion that comes with that grief you know is is staying in that past moment and not moving forward into what is and acceptance of what is and this circumstance has changed and now how do I move forward into positive how do i how do i how do I make this you know how do I figure out in my head how do I make this fit into my belief system that things work towards my good?
1: Exactly,
0: and um, and it is
1: hard, especially yeah. when items have been taken from you, and you feel it was for an unfair reason. Arbitrary, yeah. Or when people die, right? Who you really care about, they're gone. They're taken from you, and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Dennis Merritt Jones in *The Art of Uncertainty* talks a lot about refers throughout the book to, you know, being in the present now, and, you know, you're in that space. You're, we're always in that location where what has been mm-hmm. is behind us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What will be mm-hmm. is ahead of us, but we're, you know, we're in the what is. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of influence and control over the what is, right? Because the what is is we is what we define it to be,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, and that and and that's always changing because you know
0: today is today, it's not yesterday. And it does kind of come back to the four kingdoms. And I and should we say the four kingdoms? You're not going to say them, so I'm going to say them. The first one is life happens to me. I'm a victim. The second one is is life happens. As me, you know, that I get to create by me. Very good. So I'm creating. I'm co-creating. And then the third one is life happens through me. Spirit happens through me. With the idea of it somehow being this energy source coming in and conduit, on the conduit. And then the fourth one is as me, right? That spirit is coming up, welling up from within me. And I think I constantly go between three and four in terms of years ago when I was in Al-Anon, I really got that concept of opening myself up and letting myself be a conduit, and I can know when spirit's going through me, but the concept of having that that source of that amazing energy within me coming out it's you know I still feel a little awed by that, but you know that is depending on what my belief system in which kingdom I believe of life operates from is how I'm going to respond to my situation because there were a couple of women on the pod that you could tell that they are working a deep program and they, you know, understand they're in jail and they understand that's sadly part of the ritual of being in jail and, you know, they were on with their day. They had their coffee. They were, you know, figuring out how they were going to get more paper. They were going to, you know, they were they were in action for the next good thing that was going to be coming up. And it was really amazing to watch them. And it was kind of funny because the women that were really not there you know, wanted to make them wrong. Exactly. Like, What's yeah. wrong with you? Why are you upset? They're yeah, are
1: right.
0: You know, we need to, you know, we need to rise up against these officers. Well, that's going to do a lot of good. So, you know, that's a really fascinating thing also to watch people that are in that fourth stage or really present and really just moving in the flow and allowing change to happen in its natural force. Other people that are in the victim or somewhere else will almost try to... Bring people back down, strange, sad phenomenon. I don't want to be down here by myself,
1: right because well then I'd be all alone,, <laughs> yes. and then that would mean that people don't like me or that I'm not good enough, <laughs> or that you know i maybe i'm I'm not right, and so maybe yeah. yeah,
0: maybe my reality is not right, and I can't justify that right, and when everything is
1: when you're reacting to everything external, then external judgment. Yes. The relationships of how people view you are mm-hmm. really, really important.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they become less and less important as you go through the kingdom or as you are operating from the kingdom. Because, you know, I've actually been listening to my language about about the kingdoms because it's not about always being in kingdom four because we're having a human experience. Oh, but it
0: can be, Tracy. Yes, it I can be. i
1: say that. And so, in different scenarios with different people, we operate or we re- react or respond from different kingdoms. So there Correct. are certain things where, you know, I I just automatically default to kingdom three now. And there are some places where I automatically, if I'm on automatic, my default is kingdom one. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that, you know, I know I'm triggered by and and sometimes I don't know I'm triggered by. And it's like, oh, if I can recognize it, absolutely. I can take responsibility and move up to kingdom too. Yes. But if I don't even recognize that if there's a choice there. Right. Then that's where I operate. Even though an hour earlier or an hour later... I could have been in prayer or meditation or in volunteer service operating from Kingdom three or
0: four mm-hmm.
1: and so yeah it's it's very interesting our human experience that we can be in really all four kingdoms on the same day mm-hmm. within the same five minutes, depending on what happens, so change. Change, change, change,
0: change, see <laughs> it, it right, What is the Buddha saying? The only thing that's certain is change
1: is that the well, Buddha's I saying? think there are a lot of I mean, I've heard lots of cultures, yes, it's universal wisdom, ah, I think every culture has its own way of saying it, mhm, so, actually, it's funny, I like change, yeah, most of the time. <laughs> Um, And uh, so my mindset about change, my conscious mindset about Mm -hmm. change is how much I like it Mm -hmm. and that it's interesting and I'm curious about where it's leading to Mm -hmm. and it's exciting. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that about myself. And then... Well, and then... Both ends. Yeah, and then I realize, oh, well, that's not 100% true, and so for me, I think about, yeah, I do, I like change when I'm in control of it, no, but you're, when I've initiated it. Oh, you're already
0: committed to saying that. Well, no, yeah. it started coming uh, out, and it was like, uh, no, that's not right, because it's not
1: be. being in control. It's when I have initiated um,
0: it. Well, that's, yeah, that's you in control of it.
1: Well, <laughs> I've initiated it, even though I don't know where it's going. Right, like, right. when I left my corporate job, mm-hmm. and starting my own business. I really wasn't in control of all the stuff that was going to happen, but I initiated the right. change knowing that I'm not going to know what the heck I'm doing half the time, but mm-hmm. isn't this going to be fun? Mm-hmm. It's an ex it's an exploration. It's an opportunity to be creative and and create something, mm-hmm. and I don't even know what all the pieces are yet. So I didn't feel like I was in control I of it. You but I felt like I chose this. I initiated it, and whatever happens is going to be very cool. On the other hand, one of the things, if I made my list of the ten things I least like to do in the human experience, it's move. Ah, physical move your house. Yeah, like yeah. moving, moving, like I like to move furniture around in my home, but mm-hmm. I don't want to move. It's like, oh, I have to pack up books and I have to be organized and I have to, like I have to plan it out so that I won't be a completely crazy person when I leave mm-hmm. place A or when I arrive in place B. You mean I have to go look at 50 places to find one that's going to that I feel can meet my needs, and then I have to negotiate the lease or the mortgage or the whatever and deal with the money stuff. I mean, it's like change in terms of moving Mm -hmm. is probably the number one thing I
0: most would resist. Mm. It's good to know that. What's the number one thing we most resist? I like that. And, um...
1: You know, and, but it's like, okay, Tracy, it's, it's change. It's just change. So that, like, is the exact opposite of my belief about myself, that I love change.
0: And, you know, I'm wondering, as you were talking, in terms of you don't change inside, in theory, but the external thing that's changing outside is changing. So I'm pondering is it our choice if we really have that core foundation of spirit if that's unchanging then then whatever is externally changing should have no impact it's my it's my internal being awake or being asleep or somewhere in between that's changing that's causing my reaction to the change it's not it's not the move itself. It's something within you that interprets the move. You know, it's within us. It's, it's it's within me that if I truly had that core strength of spirit of living in the kingdom for, then if that's unchanging, then the external change it wouldn't matter what it is. Isn't there some biblical core? I'm, I'm 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 not changing. I don't change. I'm here today, tomorrow. Some reassuring.
1: But I'll fear of spirit always being. Always a reassuring, reassuring quote. in
0: the Bible is a full of things like that. But, but the re. Yeah, well, that's. And you're going to say it's a human experience to change inside, but I don't I don't think I'm not. Well, no. I'm going to
1: say that the. That essence. The essence. That spirit mm-hmm. that is in our innermost part of our being the truth of who we are never changes Mm -hmm. our awareness of it our acceptance of it our reliance upon it Mm -hmm. is the human experience Mm -hmm. of moving closer to it, moving within it, moving away from it and we have free will so we can do that so that's where we that's where I go, that's where I think we go when we are resisting change or experiencing change as a challenge and we go into prayer, we're going to that place within us, that uh, essence, our true essential nature that knows, uh, yeah, it's just change, but you know, everything that is changing is still within the body of God. And so what what is what what are you concerned about? Right. So you are, you have received a diagnosis of cancer and you are frantic about it and anxious. Well, okay, yeah, it's going to change your life in terms of the choices you make. But if it's just another experience within this human life, you don't have to fight it. You can. Create a new experience. You can make a decision. I don't need chemotherapy. I'm I'm going to heal this with my knowing and spiritual knowing and prayer. You can make a choice that says, I'm going to use God working through doctors and chemo and radiation to heal this. Or you can be in fear and denial and, you know, a crazy person. So it's it's just Yes, if you believe from your essential nature that it's all God anyway, it's all God experiencing life through you and as you, then, yeah, why do we resist it? Why do we fight it? Step into the change, make choices, and see what that brings you. Step into the next change, make choices, see what that brings.
0: What does the word change mean, Tracy? Have we looked that up in a dictionary form? I would like to know. That would be interesting to me, change, what it actually literally means. Because it does seem like movement, it it has a a fluidity to it, and I'm wondering if that kind of, how I respond makes, makes the change. It's just, it's my, change isn't happening to me. I'm, I'm, my response that creates the effect. Change as a verb. Uh-huh. To make
1: or to become different. To make or become different. Or to take or use another instead of. But basically, change means to become different. Or if it's used as a noun, it's the act of becoming different or... Yeah, or, of course, change could be pennies and dimes, a form of currency. <laughs> Thank you, Tracy. That's very thorough of you, you. To know cause t- to be different, to become different. And that's interesting. One, in the free dictionary, the first definition says to cause to be different, mm-hmm. like there is an impetus, there is an initiation. And in Merriam-Webster, the First definition is simply to become different. So, whether you cause it or whether it's caused externally, mm-hmm. change is just the process of
0: something becoming different than what it was. Being different. You know, as you're reading that, it occurred to me, I hadn't really even considered the idea of change being good. I had even. Had to, ah! <laughs> oh, that's scary. Only, uh, That's not go how scary, but yes, that's interesting, isn't it? I I had no and then suddenly I thought, oh, I can change into like transform into a spiritual, you know, something that could be good. I had no my whole thought process. Change is a bad word for you. Bad, 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 scary, scary, dive, dive. So yeah, that's interesting. Oh, that's pretty funny. That's good. It's good to say out loud.
1: It is because I'm sure you're not the only one.
0: But so changing, it so change, change, change. Good, good. Changes, change can be good. Yes. Change simply means
1: becoming different.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's funny. I just find my mind's eye me. There's a um, something I I say a lot. Several of us, several people I know, and I say a lot when we are doing diversity training, in especially in the workplace, but anywhere. And we'll you know I'll be standing in front of the group, and I'll be like, "Okay, stop everything, just listen to me. Diversity means different
0: <laughs>
1: Diversity means different, not better, not worse. that's funny, yeah, just different, and it's like this change just means." different it's your it's different than it was before and it's different than it will be not better not worse but it's but mm. I have the um yeah you know, cuz better or worse is the story we make up right, about yeah, it right 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 but I have so many examples in my life of change being good mm. that I I I guess that's why my my um conscious Brain and my conscious mindset is that, you know, I change. I I don't mind change. I like change. Right. You know, and I think that's because there has been in the course of my life so much change, sometimes initiated by me and sometimes not, even like changing schools because of busing. Mm -hmm. The busing part in the first month or two was really hard Mm -hmm. because there were You know, there's an angry mob of Mm -hmm. white people, people, adults, you know, calling us names and carrying signs and Mm. all of that. But when I think of changing Mm -hmm. that that year and being bused and changing how I got to school, what school I went to and all of that, I actually think of the good of it because Mm -hmm. by the end of the year, Mm You know, it was completely different. We, you know, I I didn't know a lot of kids, but I knew some kids from the school who were white. I knew, um, you know, parents were not standing out there yelling and screaming at us and calling us names. Uh, teachers and the principal actually would come into our classroom sometimes. It was, it was. I saw the change as an improvement. Yes. It wasn't great, but it was an improvement. And in my personal life, same thing. It's like, yeah, I've made a lot of changes,
0: lots of changes, that were improvements. And when, not that an interesting little trick to kind of have that backward glance over these times that we thought in that moment, oh, this is horrible. And then to see how it played out for my best and to be able to have the inner strength of knowing that in the moment that the horrible thing happens to be able to flip into, you know, this has got to be working for my good. And it is a it is an awareness. It's again I think it's it always comes back to what is my choice about my interpretation, my my belief system, my story. Because again, my story is my story and I can be very creative in telling it and you know, if someone has a different story then they have a whole different experience. Yes. How do I keep my story in the fourth kingdom? That's the question. I want a fourth kingdom story. Stay awake, Leslie. Stay awake. Stay awake, Leslie. Well, it strikes me
1: that if I were living in the fourth kingdom where I embody Christ consciousness, where I am the embodiment and everything I do or say, is a representation or expression of my no, coexistence no. as spirit, not with spirit, because that implies dual two. That's the third one. Then there is no story.
0: <gasps> That's what. Oh, there good can be point story. That's such a good point. Maybe I'm never in the fourth kingdom. No, no, no. But that's a good point. Yeah, there just is. It just is. It is, and it's fabulous. All the time. Because it is the this moment's expression right. of infinite possibilities. think of all the time I'd have on my hands if I gave up my story. Oh. oh. You know, I was talking to someone this morning about the idea of everything... Being aware of the conversations she has, all conversations—work conversations, personal life conversations—where what is coming out of her mouth is designed based on the knowledge she has of the other person to elicit a certain response out of them to get back something she needs. Yes, yeah. and so it's such a fascinating dynamic. To and it takes authenticity completely out of the picture. And and it um, takes so much energy versus just asking for what I need. And, and the person can say yes or no. Right, and, and then I can go to the next person And get what I need. Yeah, yeah, and it's such a um, it's such a manipulative way of living, and it is so time it just is so time consuming to try to control to get what I need from that other person, and I. And I wonder if I'm trying to constantly change or manifest through my external circumstance what I need that I
1: already have.
0: That that I'm unaware of what I already have, right? I can't be aware of my own that I am my own reassurer or I am my own, you know, spirit within yeah, me. Yeah.
1: Especially if we're if it's the kind of emotional mental emotional aspect versus an actual physical resource that that we know that person has and could give us but that's how we're that's how we're trained, groomed, socialized. I mean, if you think about it as kids, we do need things from our parents. And so we are trained to learn how to ask, when to ask to get the outcome we want. In schools, we're trained to give the right answer or express ourselves in a certain way to get the grade that we want. And so it's that both and. It's like we've been very highly trained, (laughs) very highly trained to position our ask or our sharing in the context of what we want from that person. And cons- being conscious of it, I think, is fabulous because then you can retrain yourself to choose when to do that, at least to be aware of when you're doing it, um, and is that serving you.
0: Right. And, you know, the first step to any change is awareness. yeah. yeah. She can only change what she's aware of. And changing that changes everything if she can change that pattern of manipulative life then it becomes you know authentic source mm-hmm. then becomes the the rudder right instead of a manipulative processing and the and the change of that what is that what is the fear of letting go and letting god i mean there's a huge I guess Tracy would say that's the human experience. That kind of feeling that I can't just fall backwards. I can't just let go and let God. I can't change I can't let that change just wash over me in an acceptance. I go oh, back I, to the I think this. we can.
1: I think Jesus it's did. Fear, though. Isn't and, fear? But yeah, we're socialized not to do that. Right. Um, our cultural history, but I think I think a lot of I think there are a lot of people who do live the majority of their time in that place, um, but not nearly enough. It's not the norm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not the norm. You know, I was a guest on a different uh, radio show a few weeks ago, and... <clears throat> and Did you, you get be
0: the expert? Did they ask you? I'm like, you <laughs> ask the expert kind of thing? I want to be that. And... um. um You've
1: heard me say this many times before because it is kind of one of my mottos of how I live my life. And it's, you know, I don't have to know who you are to be who I am. Right. And it's uh, this whole idea of, you know, yeah, most of the time I am not going to do this manipulative in the sense of what you were talking about, really stop and think and spend energy about Oh, I better ask this person this way because I want them to say this, and then I'll do this, and then I'll get this. Or I want to come up to that person and act a certain way so I get affirmation from them or praise from right. them or whatever. So I don't, I don't spend a lot of time there. Most of the time I am kind of like, okay, I'm going to say what I'm going to say, and then – I'll deal with your reaction <laughs> to that. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm not so worried about whether you agree with me. Well, I'm not gonna be angry. Good, yeah, that's but, important, right? It's just okay. This is what I believe. You asked me my opinion. This is what it is. Okay, let's go. So, um, the host of the show was so taken aback by that. You know, the just that idea of oh. I don't have to know who you are to be who I am. I am guided by spirit. I am compassionate. I am generous. All of the I ams that I believe about myself. Right. You know, I that's who I am. And I'm not trying to take anything away from you, but that's how I'm going to show up. Now, based on the feedback I get, I may make some adjustments of how I express who I am, but it's not going to change who I am. The core, am, right? Who I have chosen to but, be in this life experience at this stage of my life, right? Um, so
0: the yeah. host was. R- was really
1: by that well, no, like, just taken by by it, and was like, oh yeah, wow, how many people's lives would be really different if if more people did that? Now you know you you then have there's a um um new TV series called The Blacklist where that features um Spader, James Spader, as the like the number one criminal in the world. Well on number one on the FBI's most wanted list forever. And he turns himself in ah. so that he can guide the FBI to like this l- l- secret list of the, you know, real worst criminals in the world that they don't even know about. They're not smart enough to catch <laughs> And it's like, okay, so this idea of I don't need to know who you are to be who I am is not about. It's not from a kingdom one consciousness of I'm a thief and I'm a criminal and that's who I am and so I'm going to show up that way and you you have to like it. You know, it it's meant from the context of I'm I'm, I'm grounded from a spiritual basis. All right. And I don't have to wait for your approval. Right. You know, I don't have to go into a um, a, a meeting with right. people I don't know. And I might wait and listen so that what I say fits into what's going on, but I'm not waiting and listening to try to do the, you know, the advanced math. The chameleon. Oh, right.
0: Yes, being the chameleon. And that is, you know, that is changing who I am based on who you I perceive are. Perceive you to be right, and yeah, and that's just the the construct of ridiculousness. Because you know, how do I even know who you really are? But I'm making some assessment that I think I do. But the, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of work involved in that. It is a lot of useless work when we could just. Show up. And be changeless. Ooh, that's a Bible term, isn't it? Changeless. That I don't have to, you know, that it's a changeless. The the core within me, spirit within me is Ah. changeless. Yes. And so therefore it doesn't matter what's happening externally. I can have that that deep flow. You know, it's interesting, and I'm going to get this wrong, I think, but there's some (laughs) metaphor. I'll just say it anyway, though. You know, that doesn't stop me. Something about a... Flowing of a river, where the current way underneath doesn't change, the current on top will change based on the wind. You're have the waves
1: and right, but
0: no, underneath, that's always it's always. It was in that movie Finding Nemo. What is that? It's a jet stream. That's it, and it's going at this like hyper speed. Did you see Finding Nemo? I did. It I love that film. Fantastic film. The little turtles were in the jet stream. I don't so, like turtles. The, <laughs> now that's an interesting phobia. That's one you don't have to really be bothered much by. You don't see turtles in the big city where we live very often. So. No, but you see
1: stuffed turtles in the store, stuffed animals. <laughs> You're looking on the internet. And I people love post you, pictures of their I, cute little
0: that's turtles. That's great. That's fantastic. <laughs> That is a brave woman to say I have a turtle phobia. I have not read one story where a turtle caused human a problem, but that's what I think. No, but you didn't live in the house I grew up in. No. No.
1: What, you had There was a
0: blue little beanbag
1: turtle with red head, I think, and my sisters used to torment me with it. They would like. Oh, come
0: on. You're serious? I'm
1: serious. Oh, my sister. <laughs> and, then and that's it, like a beanbag kind of thing
0: wow. with
1: felt. It was blue felt with red legs and head or something. I don't remember because to remember I'd have to bring it fully into that my consciousness is and I'd be anxious. And I don't choose to be anxious. Bless you inner in So i push it out. And, yes, and it is fascinating because I can tell the story. And I can know that I have an irrational phobia of... And I had a pet turtle when I was a little girl. Oh, you did not. I did. Before this. Ah. And then maybe that has something to do with it, too, because we actually, when my pet turtle died, we put it in a shoebox and we buried it in the backyard.
0: Nice.
1: So I may still have something, you know, about... I had a turtle and it died. But... um, (laughs) Yeah, I can intellectually see all the pieces of it and know it's a phobia, and oh, well, I it's don't like it.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. That is fascinating. <laughs>
1: I, love I don't know, it, it doesn't have anything to do with change, but, but... I
0: love the story, and I love yeah. the idea of that, and I...
1: It actually, it does help me. It, it does actually have something to do with change, not for me personally, except that I am very aware that I have made a conscious choice not to change that, mm. uh, not to change that phobia, to be aware of it, right, and to quote unquote manage it. But you're right. I mean, how often do I really have to deal with it? Not often. And, um, but it helps me as with I'm, when I'm working with coaching clients or corporate clients, even. And I can see that they are dealing with what is basically an irrational fear. Mm -hmm. And it keeps me from judging them and really going, okay, you know, you have a choice. Do you see this? And if they see it, it's like, okay, well, great. You You can stay there or you can change. Are you ready and willing to do things that will m- m- move that phobia out or away from you and no longer live there? Or do you choose to stay with it and come up with some managing or coping right. techniques? Right. Or do you choose to stay with it and be completely in fear? Now, it makes, it, you know, it's as irrational as me being afraid of turtles as a result of, you know, Teasing. That's not rational. That's very rational. Whatever. So you make sure for someone to be afraid of going to or working with reporting a man being afraid to report to a woman, or a woman being afraid to report, you know, to a man. Oh, like a supervisor. Yeah, like, you know, oh, if I have a woman as a supervisor, she's going to be this and this and this, and I don't want to do that. Or if I have to work with people who are gay, and I am, you know, what what they are because they're gay is against my religious belief, and I've made up this whole story about what it's going to be like for me to work with them. It's like, okay. To me, I understand it. I understand why, but you are going to work with them or you're not, and you have choices to make. So are you going to change your behavior, or are you going to choose to stick with what you've been believing and doing for the last 10 years?
0: And there's a lot of empowerment in, in, in making a conscious choice, even if the conscious choice is not to change years ago. I worked uh, at a hospice, and my supervisor um, liked me. Can you imagine that, me being likable? And I remember she took me to lunch one day, and she was very Christian in her belief pattern, and she was very serious, and she was very concerned and said that because I'm gay, she knew I was going to hell, and she had never met a gay person before, and that because she liked me so much and, and thought I was this good person she had really thought about it and had really, you know, kind of pushed the envelope of her own belief system and had come up with all these questions in her own mind and done some studying on it in the Bible and talked about it and really thoroughly searched her belief. And she had ended on the side that I was going to help. And she was concerned about me. But I remember being so engaged with the idea that she had made this thorough thorough choice. And I thought, well that's fantastic. And that's all we can probably any of us hope to do, right? Is to make a really awakened to where I can be awakened. And then that becomes you know, that becomes the thing. You know, I'm not scared of change. I'm I'm making a choice. I'm I'm not scared of looking at my choices. Right. Well, and then I don't feel pressured to change if I look at my choices and this is what
1: I truly believe and this is my option. Then I don't feel the pressure of change, and I decide to change and move into the unknown, or I decide to stay where I am, which means change is okay around. So
0: it's interesting, and time is helpful. like almost up, and I just am still talking about change. I'm yeah, well, we get to talk uh, about where change. did
1: that hour go? But this hour is over. So <laughs> that's all we're going to have time to talk about about change today. And I love that we have no, like, clear answers. It's just a conversation. Because saying yes to the Spirit has no beginning and no end. Ah, it is a constant conversation I as like well. It. So until we come together again, uh, please feel free to go online and listen to some of our over 170 <laughs> shows in the archives. And until we meet again, say Say yes to the Spirit.
0: Couple times by a couple guys that didn't treat me right. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie. Alexa, play Meant to Be. Okay. If it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll be. Baby, just let it be. If it's meant to be, it'll
1: be. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.